Okay, gang. Congratulations, you've made it to Checkpoint Super Bowl. Summer ended, and then you made it through Checkpoint Pumpkin. You made it through Checkpoint Turkey at the end of November. Then you did Checkpoint Reindeer. You did Checkpoint Santa. Those are the same thing. And then you did Checkpoint Baby New Year. And now look at you. Look at you. You've made it all the way to Checkpoint Super Bowl. In this show, I'm going to do a little Super Bowl preview for you. Um, hopefully, the Super Bowl hasn't happened already. But for a lot of you listening, it has. And uh, so what? We're marking a moment in time, and it's pre-Super Bowl. I'm excited. I always watch it. And uh, we'll do some countdowns of the top matchups. But we'll make it fun. Here we go. Coming in at number five is in this kitchen countdown. Number five is... Nah, I don't know. Something R&B. Something R&B. Should R&B be played in the daytime? I don't think so. Um, all the people who work at insurance companies and different, you know, if they're playing the radio, maybe we don't want to hear sex jams while we're trying to figure out um, the quarterly revenue debenture. So here it is, gang. Um, I don't know what that was. R&B is just R&B. Whoever's singing it is usually singing it the same way everybody else sings it. But I don't like it, so that's what I think. Rap, I can find the minuscule differences in. All right, so gang, coming in at number five, that was that tune. And now let's talk about the matchups. We got the Panthers of Charlotte versus the Broncos of Denver. And the most important matchup, of course, is quarterback. Let's talk about him. First of all, we'll go with the old guy, Peyton on Denver. You guys all know Peyton Manning. Um, what's my deal with Peyton? Peyton, every time he gives a speech where he's being gracious and doing everything you're supposed to do, I think to myself, why can't I be like that? Why can't I just be that guy? Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever watch a football game and the guy comes on at the end and you go, if that was my kid, I'd be proud of him. I bet if that was my dad's kid, he'd be proud of him. But alas, I am not like Peyton. In this latest commercial where he plays ping pong, I think you get a sense of his athleticism more than I ever have watching him play. Because when they're playing, they're playing against all other athletes. And you just see him, like, take a snap and throw it. But when you see him in a garage playing ping pong against kids, you get a sense of how large he is physically and his, uh, the flow of his movement. Wow. So I would say that um, as he is now on his last legs and he's his most hobbled is when I've most had a sense of, okay, the guy's an athlete. Let's see if I have more insightful, sane information about Cam. Cam Newton, guys. He's talking about large. I think he's like 6'8 or 6'6. He's massive, gang, and he can move. 
What I've noticed about Cam, and you can check it out during the game, every other quarterback, they get up to the line and they bark shit. They're like, you know, hut, what, hut, hut. Even, even Peyton, Omaha, Omaha. Cam, he sounds like, an, like the aforementioned R&B singer out there or something. He just kind of moans out there. He's like, ah, I don't even know what it is exactly. I got to listen to it again. But he kind of, he, watch him like before his first snap, he'll say a prayer, he'll look up to the sky and say a prayer, then he'll lick both of his hands real slow, and then he'll moan when he calls the signals. And to me, that's innovation right there. Just his demeanor at the line. I would think if you're going against a guy who's barking, like that's so annoying to me, like a motorcycle noise, like you could easily get revved up and bust through the line of scrimmage and tackle that guy. But Cam is out there going like, ah! Like I don't think it like, it's probably harder for a defense, initially anyway, to rush that guy because they're like, what the hell is he doing? Anyway, I noticed that. I, I, all right, here we go. Coming in. So who do I give the edge to? Of course, Cam. He's younger, and he can make a bunch of throws, and he can run, and he and all that. Here we go. Coming in at number four. Is that that same song? I don't know. It started off pretty good started off like it was confusing me, but then it went R&B again. But, you know, once again, it's the afternoon, and um, who's having sex in the afternoon? As much as I love hip-hop, I don't want to hear it in the AM. I don't want to turn on the radio in the morning and hear the stuff that you're supposed to be hearing at night. Well, hopefully I'll get over it. All right, let's check out the matchups, gang. Back to football. Coming in at number four, whatever that was. And then here we go. Let's talk about the coaches. Coaches are always something if you can't get a handle on sports, just concentrate on the coaches because they stick around more than the uh, players do. In most cases, in a lot of cases, especially in college. And they never have a helmet on. You can always see their face. And it's fun to see... You know, just gauge them. Are they pissed off? Are they happy? What are they thinking about? Did they dress as good as the other coach? Do they seem like they're calling plays and they're on top of things, or are they just standing there? Those are the things I check out. So why don't you do that, and we'll do it now with the two coaches. First of all, for Denver, is Gary Kubiak. You know, I, I never can get past, uh, as soon as I hear his name, I think Kodiak, and I think about a bear. And then I think, oh, he kind of looks like a bear. And that happens every single time somebody mentions that guy. I go through that little thought loop, and then they cut away from him, and I never think about him again. So, I don't know much about Kubiak. You know, why don't you wiki it and find out right now? Why don't you pause this thing and wiki it and find out right now? All right, I will. I'll, I'll be back. All right, Gary Kubiak. Here we are. He's from Houston. All right. Uh, let's see. Born in... Well, he's 54. 
and he's born in Houston. So he probably had a kid when he's 28. That means he would have a daughter who's now 27. Did I get that right? Wait a minute. He's 54. If he had a kid when he's 25 and it's a girl, then she is now 29. There you go. I would say, you know, because I have former regimes from Houston. So it's possible I could have dated Gary Kubiak's daughter, but he didn't live in Houston. That was a waste of time. See, I'm never going to go to Wiki. If I don't know something, I'm just going to roll with it. You just saw that. This is not the type of uh, program where I should go and look things up. It doesn't add. Well, that's all we know about Kubiak. And the other quarterback, I mean, the other coach, of course, is Riverboat Ron Rivera. They call him Riverboat Ron because he likes to gamble. He looks like a um, cartel boss. He looks like a, an assassin or a cartel boss. He doesn't smile a lot. He stands over there, and he's a very compelling guy. I will be looking at him, check in on him, see if he orders any hits on the Sinaloa cartel while he's coaching the game. And he'll just stand there, and he's Riverboat Ron. And he will intimidate and gamble. And I don't know. I would say between Cam, I'd be more scared to face Cam and Riverboat Ron than I would to face Kubiak and Peyton. But maybe that's the trick. Maybe that's the trap. Maybe that's what they want. Peyton will beat you with his mind. All right, gang. Coming in at number three. Let's get a good one. Where your ass was at? Where your ass was at? I was just on the road in Texas. Thank you so much, gang. I loved it. But there were times where I was thinking, you know, like what if there's a lady in the future that tries to get with me? And I'll think like, where your ass was that when I was driving from Houston to Dallas and I turned down the wrong feeder road and I could have been hit and killed. You like it all. It's all fun and games now. That... Um, you know, now that I'm the cameraman on Comedy Bang Bang, which I love doing and going to be shooting some stuff next week. But I think about that sometimes. Where your ass was at? Nah, everybody's cool. Everybody's doing their own thing. I'm doing my thing. What does that mean, Howard? Nothing. Okay. Let's get back into our matchups. Now let's talk commentators. A lot of people don't um, factor in the commentators, I think, as much as they should. If you're going to be watching this game, I get it. Some people say, I don't care who's calling it. They, they just give me the information and then the other guy throws in the color. But I do care because this guy's going to be talking to me for three, four hours. Three on a regular Sunday. Four or five on the Super Bowl. 
Uh, real quick too, by the way, don't let anybody's invitation fool you. This game I don't think starts till 6.30 or 7 out here. Or maybe that's, uh, no, that's East Coast. Hey, don't listen to me on times, gang. I was going to try to be the guy who straightens out the times there. I absolutely pulled out of that one. And now I'm back in the reality of the commentators. It's on CBS, so it's going to be Phil Sims and Jim Nance. I don't know much about him. I'm not going to look it up. Jim Nance, he says, uh, what does he say? Hello, friends. That's his thing. That's his one signature move. In the beginning of the broadcast, he'll say, hello, friends. And then after that, he'll do nothing signature until the beginning of the next game when he says, hello, friends. Phil Sims, he annoys a lot of people. I have a soft spot for him because he won the Giants Super Bowl. Um, he won the Giants Super Bowl there back in the 80s. And I like that he's a ball buster. I could, tell, I could tell that he annoys people in real life and that he constantly tries to um, get under people's skin. And I like that. I like any time I can get a sense of what the guys really like. They say Jimmy Johnson is a curmudgeon. He hates the holidays. I like that. I'm not so into the holidays myself. Um, this is not really a matchup. It's not gonna be like who's better. Sims or Nance, but um, they're going to be up there. They're going to be better than Tracy Wolfson is down on the field. And that's not sexist or misogynist. It's just sometimes her eyebrows are painted on. And it's like, all I want to do is get information. And if you're going to stand in profile staring up at the person while they give their answer when you interview them, and you're painted on eyebrows going up and down I'm going to miss out on the info you know that's like if I was at an important business meeting at Starbucks and a motorcycle drove by I may miss something key Sims and Nats and then um, you know you could always go soundless and you know you're at a big party and it's just up there and the sound's not really loud enough that people could really hear it Unbelievable insights today. Um, all right, let's get back into the countdown. Thought I've lost a crucial, a crucial piece of info. Oh, it's over here on the boombox. All right, we had a lull there, and now we're back into our countdown. Coming in at number two, number two. I think I don't know who that is. Is that J. Cole? If it is, I know he's from North Carolina. And that's great, because that's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna talk about the tunes involved. The musicians and the entertainment and the tunes. Alright. Now we know Gaga is doing the Star Spangled Banner. I just watched a Jimi Hendrix documentary and they showed him doing the Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock. And it's incredible. And this is, I've heard this be talked about, but it's just from it, from it being fresh from watching it, the fact that he came out in the morning 
you know, and you look out on the crowd and there's like a third of the crowd left and the rest of the place just looks like a garbage dump and it's morning time and I, I bet there was no expectation at all that that was going to be a special performance. I mean, he's hanging around all night and the sun comes up and he does the Star Spangled Banner. Most people missed it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many Woodstock survivors are left. There's got to be a lot. But um, that was, they should interview him. And you're like, honest, man, did you see Hendrix or did you leave? Because most people left. Anyway, Gaga's not going to come anywhere near that. She's going to come out, in my prediction, in a Tony Bennett and one of her, I'm hanging out with Tony Bennett outfits, not one of her, I'm trying to, um, you know, outdo a Japanese horror movie, gory outfit. Her, uh, her, her, whatever. I just don't know what happened there. I, I, I've talked about it, I think, on the podcast, but I really feel like Miley, Miley's wave of coming out and being shocking probably happened right at the time that Gaga was thinking, like, how much longer could I do this? How much longer can I just come out in a wacky outfit? And then Miley started doing it even raunchier and just with more abandon, I think. She's just naturally a nut job. And she came out, and I think that's what killed Gaga being a, you know. If you remember, Gaga was pumping out albums. You know what I mean? Like in the last few years, Beyonce's put out stuff. Katy Perry's put out stuff. Taylor Swift's put out stuff. Gaga was part of that whole crew and then I think to me it was Miley I'm sure there was behind the scenes involved maybe Tony talked about it. hey listen uh, hey listen uh, lady this is too much already it's too much pretty good Bennett wow that was tight so she's gonna come out and then Coldplay for the halftime I mean, this is just CBS written all over this thing. Coldplay. Just, I mean, just lukewarm porridge. Just, it's not going to taste good, but everybody will understand. It's only porridge, and it's lukewarm. I shouldn't expect too much. What the hell am I talking about? Coldplay. They're not very good. Without U2, they wouldn't exist if they couldn't have slightly changed U2's sound. The guy's got a kind of a... He's got a voice you'd like to hear if you're a lady. He's, he's um, I don't know. He's got like a nasally, but not my kind of nasally, more of like a India nasally, where you can tell they're kind of connected to something powerful and eternal and spiritual. That kind of nasally. I'll give that to Chris Martin. He has that. But I've even seen Noel Gallagher say that Chris Martin can write a great song. You know, but that's Noel Gallagher. He, he's got different ideas of what a good song is. All right. Hey, 
Hey everyone, um, yeah, that's that, and then they brought in Beyonce, okay, you know, she's gonna come out and just kill it with whatever she does, but we've seen that before, and we've seen it at the Super Bowl, and then the late add-on edition was Sting, this is just so CBS, I mean, say what you want about Fox, and I do say a lot about them, but sports-wise, they never would have made you sit through Sting, I mean, that's just a, a 60-year-old's idea of uh, who should they... Oh, Coldplay, Sting's good, Beyonce, I've heard of her. I mean, all right, but it's only a little part of the show. All right, so I think tunes-wise, uh, you know, Beyonce's going to be the only thing that I'm even slightly curious about. Gaga, what can she do? She's got to play it close to the best. And then that's it. Sting, what are you going to... Is he going to have a shirt on? I mean, what, what, what's the, the suspense? There is none. All right. Coming in at number one on our Super Bowl checkpoint countdown. Here it is. Number one. I'm getting nothing. Wait, what is it? All right. I mean, this was a full-on 2015-er. I heard Omi's cheerleader in there for a second. Might have missed White Iverson. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, I heard some about Adele and yoga. I would say that's a good move for her. Um, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but yoga's a good move for anybody, and... Mm, does she look to you like she's constantly at yoga? No. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't want to body shame anybody. I'm just, I fight the clench every day. And this double lacrosse ball that I got is the new greatest thing ever. All right. Let's get back into the countdown, gang. Sometimes I feel like I, I should stay more on track. All right, let's talk about regions. If you don't care about the game, you don't care about the quarterbacks, you don't care about the coaches, you don't care about the commentators or the music, perhaps you would care, you could get involved in caring by wagering. Well, of course you could. I think that um, if I had to bet, which I don't have to, I would probably take Denver and the points. That doesn't mean I think Denver's going to win. I just think it's going to be closer than, you know, but, you know, you could think about all that stuff for hours and hours. And then there's just some late touchdown that swings it. So, anyway, if you can't get into it through wagering, you got a problem. But I will say this. Another way to get into it is by region. And we know that North Carolina is tobacco. And we know that Denver, Colorado, is weed. So weed versus tobacco. If you think weed is better for the country, root for the Broncos. If you think tobacco is better, root for the Panthers. And I, I don't know, I guess that's a... I mean, if you just took this country and you said, no more weed, nobody can have weed. But you could have cigarettes. Or you said to the country, no cigarettes, weed. 
I'm with you. This isn't worth thinking about. All right, so <laughs> shut it. All right. And then, of course, areas don't just have uh, agricultural products. They also have tunes. Denver gave us John Denver. And Charlotte gave us Daughtry. Daughtry. John Denver, who I... You know, he's corny, but I do love him. He's got a lot of songs about the ocean. He was pro-ocean. And um, he met his demise, I think, over the ocean in a plane. Was he over the ocean? I, w I should look that up, but I won't. All right, I'll look that up. Be right back. There you go. He ran out of fuel just off the coast of Pacific Grove, California. There he goes. He went into the ocean in, on October. In October, see, he was bummed out. You know, the checkpoints were all still looming. All the stuff that you made it through, he was feeling a little down about it. It's like summer just ended. I haven't even hit checkpoint pumpkin, let alone turkey, reindeer, baby New Year, Super Bowl, March. March is almost two checkpoints. It's like checkpoint marches here, and then like Ides of March, 15th. March is long, gang. March is like if you're driving east, and you hit Pennsylvania, and you go, oh, Pennsylvania, I'm almost to the east coast. Oh, no. Oh, no. You'll be driving for a while, my friend. All right, so that's it. Anyway, have fun enjoying. Uh, in, well, uh, enjoy. So, so I think we get it that the uh, aerial-wise, we should probably go with Denver. Enjoy yourself that Super Bowl. Uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, toast to yourself that you made it this far. Summer is on its way gang once we're done with march you know how it is april you start really getting the fever you start thinking about butterflies and thawing snow and all that stuff by the time april's over it's may and you don't even realize i'm i'm almost in the throes of this whole celebration i've got the whole may ahead of me before it even kicks in to june july and august so we're going to have a great time and um, use the Super Bowl to celebrate the approaching summer of 2016. And I'll see you next week on Hey Gang. Who Jordan? Hey Gang.